Good morning and welcome to UC Caps Weekly. We are a basketball podcast covering the University of Canberra Capitals women's basketball team. And good morning, Michelle. Good morning, Simon. We're up nice and bright and early Sunday morning. After a big game last night for the Fantastic Caps. Fantastic game last yeah. night, but let's not get too ahead of ourselves. No, there was a game to... No, there's been a bit going on. There's been a, a, a small um, celebration called Christmas that's that's happened since the last time we spoke to people. Yep. and the New Year. And then a thing called New Year's Eve. <laughs> that's yep. right. But between Christmas and New Year's Eve, uh, there was no rest for the Canberra Capitals as we had to travel over to Perth on the 27th. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the girls got to uh, literally fly home to their various bases, hometowns for about two days and yep. enjoy Christmas with their family and then it was back to work. That's right, back on the plane on Boxing Day and over to Perth. So Yes, the big trip across the Nullarbor over to Perth, uh, the dreaded Perth trip which most East Coast teams loathe but it's just a fact of playing in the WNBL. And... Again, we didn't have Alex Bunton. She's still mm-hmm. not quite ready to play by this game. Yep. And it was also Sharpie's first return to Perth. That's right. So was. she was a little bit a little bit nervous, I reckon. Yeah, I think it's always hard to go back and play for a te- um, against the team that you may have played with the season before, but it um, didn't seem to affect her game too much. <laughs> so. no, no, we did see her and Veely uh, in the interview after the Adelaide win sort of geeing up some of the Perth crowd, going, we need you Caps fans to come out. And they did. And they certainly did. Yeah. There was a sea of Sharpie faces. I it was know. so good. It was great, yeah. So. Very, very cool. Yeah. But anyway, and, you know, the Caps had a great game. Yeah, absolutely. really did. They came out of the blocks really well, started the game fantastically, and uh, we were up by 17 points at one point during, um, during that game. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, nice and early. 19 to 9, we're up with Mm. 4.23 in the first quarter on. Yep. Perth called a big timeout. Mm -hmm. um, But of course, there was some drama, some tragedy. And, you know, as a coach, you you make decisions all the time on the fly and Mm -hmm. you just go, quick, you go in, you do this, you do that. And I reckon Ryan Petrick's made the, the. the worst call he's ever made, and and not not yeah. saying he's a bad coach, because we all make calls like that all the time, but with point nine of a second left in the first quarter, he got Ari McDonald off the bench, sent her into the competition. Gemma Potter has uh, missed one of her free throws, and in the rebounding contest, that's when Ari McDonald went down with um, a tear somewhere in her knee. There haven't been sort of any mm. specifics, but she's looking to be out for all of January. Yeah, that's right. But I just felt for Ryan then. I'm like, you know, you make these decisions and he immediately would have gone, I shouldn't have made that call. No, you make those kind of calls all the time during the game. I didn't feel for him. I'm like, whatever. Um, Yeah, so unfortunately for Ari, you're right, she did – do a knee in that game and will be out for um, a period of time. So that was a bit of a – going to create some problems for Perth because they had – she's been having a a pretty great season. Um, But, you know, at that point in time, the Caps were still up by 10 points. Oh, absolutely. We were were in control of the game. We were in control of the game. We were playing with good tempo. We were playing at two paces. Our defence was good. Um, We were contesting shots. Um, You know, Atwell wasn't shooting the ball well. Um, not in the first half? No, not in the first half. And But, 
you always know with Perth, we've talked about it before, they're a team that can just flat out score. They can just go on a run and, and be almost unstoppable. So it was always, um, I guess, even though we were up, and we were up by 17 at one point during the game, there was always the risk that uh, they were going to come back. And it's that weird, we've spoken about this before, when Jordan Canada went down in the game out at Tuggerong, that teams will sometimes rally hmm. when one of their players goes down. Yep. And uh, I think certainly Perth did that after halftime. But before halftime, Michelle, hmm. I, I haven't got statistically looked and, and seen if this is factual, but I'm going to call it. I reckon we had the fastest 14 minutes of basketball in the competition this season. The six-minute mark in the second quarter, we had 42 points. Hmm. But we then went on to only score four points in the next six minutes. Yeah, that's right. We were, you're right, Simon. We were up um, 42-27 with just about, around about four 42-25. Yeah. Yeah. You know, with like four, four and a bit minutes to go. And we, um, yeah, we only scored four points in that last six minutes. And, you know, a couple of things that happened there. Potter started to really, she had a, um, an impact. She had a bit of an inside presence. So she, as in, Potter for Perth yep. had an inside presence and started to impact. Um, and Atwell started to attack off the dribble. Up until that point in the game, she'd just been looking at settling for her three. Once she started to attack, she started to get into a bit of rhythm and, and have an impact on the game. And the other thing was um, Perth went into there and extended D mm-hmm. with, um, and back into a zone at different points during that. And that Change the momentum, and and we've talked previously about some of the it takes us a little bit to adjust yep. when that happens. So, um, and one one thing that hurt us toward the end of that second quarter was Childers. was fouling. Yeah, um, Jade picked up three fouls in a minute and a half. Yeah, that's right. Um, Which took it a, a, at one eighteen. She had to come out of the game because she picked up her fourth foul. Yeah, and really hard done by. I'm going to go out and say it. I know you don't like to say it, but the um, the first offensive foul with uh, with Foster mm-hmm. Foster's fouled the crap out of her twice, yeah, and well. then gone to go again. And Jade's knocked her down, and they call Jade for the foul. It happens. Super <laughs> frustrating. Yeah, it was, but um, you know, but you've got to play through that stuff. Yep. I, I mean, that's the nature of the game. I mean, you could say, you know, we lost Jade; they'd lost McDonald in the mm. first quarter. You know, yeah, you'd say that's a fair swap, almost. <laughs> swings and roundabouts. You Your two know? best players, and you got to um, basketball's not a one-person game, right? No, so you've no. got to you've got to just play through that stuff. And um, yeah, and look, I think it, that second quarter, the back end of the second quarter, and the start of the third. Um, Perth sort of found their rhythm and found their game again. And at the um, obviously we didn't start Melbourne in that third quarter, um, and you know it was all tied up at forty-eight all. It's sort of six, about eight minute marks, and then uh, they Perth hit the front for the first time since basically the start of the game. At you know, Amy Atwell just launched on fire. She had twenty-two points, Michelle, in that one quarter. I know. She was amazing. Unbelievable. Yeah. And look, and Jade, we managed to get Jade back in the it's really it's it's such a challenge to um uh balance needing to get a player who's got foul trouble back into a game but making the timing yeah. right for that. Yep. So, you know, you've got to you've got to 
think about a player with Jade's experience knows how to play with fouls, yep. but you know, putting her back in with a whole half to go is asking an awful lot. Um, she didn't come back in till the five minute forty eight mark. Yeah, that's right, and she had an instant impact. Uh, instant impact. You know, her impact on the floor is just ridiculous. Well, it's not even. It's you know, yes, she scores herself, but she just creates off the dribble for other people. She's the engine room, and yeah, the brains she is. out there as well. So, yeah. but um, did well, played through right up until uh, about the four minute mark in the fourth quarter was when she finally picked up that fifth foul. But Atwell again, you know, we we talked about it. Twenty two points in the third quarter. She had six threes. She just could not miss. I know she was great. I mean, she ended up. With thirty six points for the game, and mm-hmm. uh, that was phenomenal. And she can flat out play. There's no. Oh, she's, she's amazing. She's a scorer, and and defensively, I think people underrate her defensively. She's she's pretty good defensively as well. But yeah, um, for sure. Look, the other thing that hurt us in that last quarter sign was that we got into we had four team fouls uh, yeah. at the six minutes mark. So that gave us created some issues for us because obviously every time we fouled, that go to the yeah floor. six minutes to go. Yeah, and you know it was. Um, I mean, the end result was an eight-point win to Perth. But, um, you know, at, at 3.45 to go in that game, we we tied it all up again, you know, yep. back to an 88 all Jade game. three and it was 88. That's right. And unfortunately, uh, 2.16 mark, she picked up her fifth foul, an offensive foul. Um, so she exited the game. And, and it was 93.90 at that stage. Yeah, and we just – we didn't score um, yeah. for the last two and a bit minutes. So, yep. um, but, you know, Perth, second – Second place team on the road, Amy Atwell has a career best yeah. night and we lost by eight. Yeah. There's a lot to, to feel happy about. The girls played well. Like yeah, the Cubs, really good. They looked good. We didn't have Bunton still. We don't have Pizzy. Um, you know, I, I thought that, um, you know, we were great. And, yep. you know, I mean, in terms of stats, um, Jade ended with 25 uh, six rebounds and eight assists mm. um, and playing limited minutes yeah. because she was in foul trouble. Sharpie, again, is just phenomenal, 16 and 10. Um, I thought Gemma Potter was starting to show and yep. Munger are starting to – Munger. Munger was – you know, her efforts are just incredible. If you if, if you started one percenters yeah. in this league, yeah. Munger would be at the top. Yeah, yeah. She just – she never stops playing. Yeah, exactly. She never – you never see – you know, you see it. In, at every level of the game. There'll be periods of a game where a player just kind of is going through the motion. They're resting, yep. they're conserving energy stuff. Munga never does that. No, that's She's right. She's always on. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. And look, um, I think Fowler and Akoya, I mean, Potter f- for Perth is a very big body yeah. and they battled hard. I yep. mean, she – She's very physical point, too. Very physical yep. and they battled really hard against her and I thought they did a good job of – she started to get into a bit of a flow and momentum and yep. they both just um, – Yeah, we know, were able to arrest her – yeah, her exactly influence right. on the game. Yeah, so um, and then Atwell just went to the moon. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So, um, look, really good outing, uh, good form. You know, we'd just come off two wins. Yep. Um, it was a loss, but it was a good contest, and you couldn't help but be pleased with the way that the Caps played. Yeah, there's those two schools of thought where you can never have a good loss, and where yes, you can lose, but it can be a good. Good thing, and I, th- I think. Um, well, it can be. You can still, still measure have success. positivity. Yep, yeah, you can absolutely. still measure success um, outside of the win-loss record, and and I think that's what we've seen all season. Yeah, the caps. 
And we've seen that... Uh, With the exception of that one game against Southside back in early rounds. Yeah, where that last quarter we just kind of gave up. It seemed like it. Yeah. It yep, seemed yep. like it. And then, of course, there were other games in round nine, Michelle. Yeah, there were. And there were a couple of um, what you'd call upsets, although we've already talked throughout the year about the fact that yeah. any team can beat any team on the night. It's a really close competition. So Sydney knocked off Townsville by three points that yep. round. Melbourne lost to Bendigo by three points. Mm-hmm. And uh, Townsville beat Perth. So that Townsville-Perth game was 1v2 clash and, and really um, a big game. But those other wins are starting to – so Sydney were, you know, still hanging in there trying to make the top uh, four. Yep. Um, Melbourne, you know, have been up and down and, mm-hmm. you know, they lost to Bendigo, who I think are going to come home strong. Yep. Um so it was an interesting round in that regard, just to see some of those results and how that will really start to shape that top four. You know, there's probably yeah. there's probably six teams that are still in contention to crack it into the four. Well, that's it's you know we've talked about it a couple of times this season already. It's I don't remember there being a season where you cannot be certain that a team is going to win a game. Yeah. Well, we thought Townsville. Like, I, I seriously thought for someone to knock off Townsville, yeah, they'd have to play absolutely out of their skin and Townsville would, um, you know, have to capitulate. And we've seen Townsville have a couple of losses. So, Yep. One without Sammy Whitcomb, which hurts. Which is a bigger hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime she's not playing is, is going to be a, a tough assignment. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a fascinating season. It is. It is. So that took us into round 10. Round which 10. Which we're halfway through at the moment. So yep. there's still a few games to go for round 10 when we are recording this. So have you got notes there on the, uh, the, the round 10 games before our big game last night? Yeah. So let's talk about the games that have been played so mm. far. So Melbourne uh, knocked off Southside um, in the Michelle Timms Cup. Yep. Um, so Adelaide, The fiercest rivalry in the WNBL. Right. Yeah, that's right. Adelaide beat Sydney. Um, and Sydney, that was really important because Sydney are really in that spot to yep. be contention, in contention for the finals. So mm-hmm. a loss to Adelaide, they probably didn't – I mean, you don't want to drop any games, but if no. you're looking at your season, you're going, yeah, Adelaide's a get, gettable yep. game for yep. us, right? And they dropped that. But Michelle, um, the important thing with that game too, no Lauren Mansfield. Yes, for that's Adelaide, right. Exactly. Which is right. a massive out yeah. for them. And look, let's talk about Lizzie Tonks. Yes. Who stepped up big time. And Taylor Brazel. Yeah. Former capital, though. Tonksy yes. plays for Canberra Nationals in the NBL one and is again this coming yep. season. Uh, get out and watch. Oh, um, yeah. So she she had she stepped up big time. It's probably the most minutes I think she's got yeah. all all season. But she, she took it in a stride. She, yeah, showed her wares, which was great. Yep. Um, and then Townsville. So Perth were in Townsville for two games um, over that sort of Christmas New Year period. Yep. One round nine, one round yep. ten. They lo- Perth lost both of those games. Mm. So Townsville, with those two wins, now have the split over Perth, which could become really important coming into those finals. Definitely, um, because. Townsville and Perth will still be in that four. I'm pretty confident. I can't yep. see either of those teams getting knocked out. Um, and and sort of underline the the you know it's it's obviously bad when a player Ari McDonald's stature is out for a period of time, mm. but when your you know your starting guard is out and you've got to go up against Sammy Wickham, Steph Reed, Courtney Woods, yeah, just. The worst possible time that, yeah. that Perth could have lost McDonald. Yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, so that's that's 
the games that have been played so far, and then of course we played Southside last and the night. Game of the round. That's exactly right, Simon. So big win on the road yep. for the Caps. Bunce was back. Bunce was back, and which really helped. Was great. Yeah, yeah, really helpful to have her back, particularly um, against Southside, who are huge. You know, they got Russell and mm-hmm. and Jackson and. Ernst and uh, Lou Brown, you know, they've yeah. just got size coming from everywhere. Yep, yep. Yeah, fantastic game. It, it started not well for the Caps. Yeah, we didn't have a good start to the no, game. No, we – I mean, it didn't show so much in the in the scoring. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to have another little rant about refs. But okay, Alex go. Fowler was robbed. Yeah, she she was unlucky. I would say. <laughs> Lauren Jackson fouled the crap out of her and she got called for the foul. No no disparity to loss. But that was that was such a goat call. <laughs> yeah. No. It just but yeah, and and I wanna this is one of the, the things I think, Michelle, that I've seen over the last well since the beginning of the season definitely, is the maturity level of the caps is growing in leaps and bounds. Like we had the the game uh, over in Perth where Jay got into foul trouble. You know, early in the season we would have panicked and we did panic yeah. in, in games where we, we got into those situations. And rush. Yep, yep, Everything. Yep. You know, we, we worked through that in Perth and almost got over the line against the second best team in the comp. In this first half in particular, we saw – Fowler just taken out of the game. Um, well, yeah, she had to because she had two, like you said, Simon. Two, in my opinion, really bad calls that mm. were not fouls. Yeah, uh, and then she had to sit out for most of, of the the first yeah. half. Yeah, and look, we had four team fouls at eight and a half minutes to go in that first quarter. So a minute and, and a half into the game, yeah. We were sending them to the line, and and Southside was smart. They they took advantage of that, and they really focused on going inside early. The other issue we had in that first half was Jade Melbourne. Such yes. a slow start for Jade by her standards. She shot one of eight from yep. the field, <laughs> missed two free throws in a row, and just could not get into the scoring side of the game. She was she still picking up rebounds, making assists and, and, and doing all the usual amazingness, yeah. but but could not score. So in that yeah. first half, we... hit the side of a barn, let's be honest. Scoring-wise, like. <laughs> we didn't have Jade and we both ends of the floor did not have Fowler for yeah. really the first half of that game. But that's why having Bunce back was so damn yeah. important because she was able, and I think she's probably, you know, Bunce has probably come back in and I, I would imagine there's some potential... Managed minutes, I don't know. And it she, seemed it was, yeah. Yeah, and she had to come in and play. Um, and she did a great job. I mean, fantastic. You just can't underestimate the value of having a six foot five strong body. And that's one of the strengths that you know you've talked about it in all season. The strength, the biggest strength the Flyers have is they have three legitimate bigs in a league where a lot of teams don't have one legitimate big. Well, that's yeah. They they do, but they also have smart guards. Yeah, yeah. Right. They've got. But that's what I mean. To go with that, they're actually probably the the they're the only team that's got more than one, you know, traditional big. Yeah. And that that helps them immensely. It's a real advantage for them. But um, just having Bunton in the lineup was was went a long way towards negating a lot of that. 
Yeah, it was it was really helpful. And you know, um, Monica Acquia struggled hard. You know, um, uh, Munger was outsized, but she was really smart. And you know, this game, Gemma Potter. Wow. She was just so disruptive. She was getting deflections and, you know, like the whole game. It's it's like you talked about Munger before, Sime. Yep. It's that stuff that doesn't get started. So I think she yep. ended up with half a dozen steals for she the game. five steals. Yeah, and that doesn't include just those little hands she got to the ball. She would have 10 to 12 deflections where she's just knocked the ball free. It's then up for grabs. Not every time did we get possession, no. but – just phenomenal. She's so long. Yeah, and and even in not even if we don't get possessions out of that stuff, what else happens is that people start hesitating and overthinking because they totally going, you know and and takes time off the clock as well. So you get a deflection, but the other team comes up with possession. It's not a restart on the shot clock, right? So you're taking time off the clock. So yep. it's really valuable stuff that you can't underestimate. And and what it does for you. If you have a teammate that is working that hard and creating those opportunities, it brings you along with them as well. So, totally. Um, so I thought Potter Potter is really starting to show how good she is and how important she will be to any team she plays with. Yeah. You know, after coming back, from, we've talked before about her injuries and stuff, but I really think it's just starting to yep. to really show. So, um, Southside had 18 turnovers in that game. I know. For a team that's got Maddie Rutschie, Beck, Cole, and they didn't yeah. get all of the, teen- the turnovers, no. but a team that has experienced the South Side, they'd be mm. very unhappy with 18 turnovers. They would. Um, and a lot of that was Gemma. Yeah, yeah. She was just, like you said, she she changed people's minds when they're thinking, I'm going to make that pass. Oh, now I'm not. The pass goes askew and then we pick it off or, or it goes out of bounds. And, and, it's, and she changes shots as well because she's got that long – defensive yeah. you know, hand on the shot was yeah. just such a great game from Gemma. Yeah, and and look, the, the thing that I would say about that too is that Gemma is able to create some of that stuff but where we've also improved is our defensive cohesion as a unit. Yeah. So we're getting much better at understanding what our, our principles and our rules are mm-hmm. and we're all locking into those. So, um, yeah, so I think it was great. I mean, look, Jackson was really good early on in that that game. She was um, uh, a real – it was a struggle to contain her yeah. offensively. Um, and, yeah, so we went into the first quarter break at, up by um, – Up by six, up yeah. Up by six, 20 yeah, to 14. 20 to 14. Um, and the second quarter, you know, it, it – Tightened up. And That's when Gemma really got off a leash there. She had like a, mm. there were five or six trips down the floor for Southside where I reckon she had a deflection in four of them. Yeah. And that's right. And we had eight offensive boards yeah. too in that quarter. We out rebounded so. them. Yeah. Yeah. So that. The tallest team in the comp and we out rebounded them. That's effort. Over the entire that, game. That's, you know, application to task. Yeah. That's just pure effort. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and look, Fowler picked up her third foul um, with two and a half minutes to go. So she played really well. In She'd only played three minutes in that first quarter because she'd had to be subbed yeah. out. Yep. But, um, you know, I think in the limited time she was on the floor, she was playing well, so... Half time. Half time score was thirty four thirty. So we we're only shooting at thirty two percent, twenty three percent from the f- three point line. Uh, but we, yeah, we were out rebounding even at half time. We were up on the rebounding count. Um, and then fourth quarter, 
boom, we had a brilliant fourth quarter. We outscored the Flyers 21 to 14 in that yeah. fourth. Um, sidebar, sidebar issue. I'm worried about Lauren Jackson. Let's talk about that because she definitely, from my perspective, sitting on the sidelines watching that game, I'm thinking she needs to be on the floor more. My, my worry is she's carrying injury. Yeah. And I'm going back to, you know, our discussion last, I think it was the last podcast where we talked about the Opals mm. and about whether she's going to be able to make it to Paris. Mm. And like in our heart of hearts, everyone wants her there. Yeah, absolutely. But I... She was underplayed last night for whatever reason. Yeah. For, for whatever what, reason it was. She and was she looked really unhappy. I mean, yeah, that's, well, again, that's just my well, you would be, personal cause call. Because she's a competitor, right? Yeah. She wants to be on she the floor. She hates to not be able to get in involved. Not, yeah. yeah, exactly. So you would be. Um, it was just weird assuming because... Assuming we've read her body language right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just weird because she was so effective when she was on last night. Yeah, absolutely. Like, literally, if she got into the key, she was going to score. Yeah, that's right. And look, because that whole third quarter was really tight. Mm. Um, there wasn't a lot of difference in the scoreline. And then, as you said, Simon, we then we in. just broke it out. The we last broke it out in it. the last quarter. Yeah. That's yeah, right. and we forced we forced them into a shot clock violation. We got our a couple D of steals. Our D was just our amazing energy, last night. Like I said, you know, our energy and application to task, and you know, people were um, like Monica Recoya didn't score for the whole game, but she was out there working hard, you know. Very effective defensively. Bunce, I think, ended up with eight or ten points, but, you know, critical boards, bodies on people. Yep. Um, Potter, we've already spoken about. Jade, her shot came back a bit in the second <laughs> It <quarter>. certainly did. <laughs> um, and she continued to bring everything else that she always yeah. does. Munger and Sharp, you know, like we haven't talked about Sharp, but she was, again, I don't think she quite <laughs> got the double-double. but You almost feel like you're... <laughs> You're cutting her short because we go, oh, yeah, Sharpie here, you know, and just had another, another Look, 17 and 8. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> it's like we, we, we might not get super excited about it, but we, she's gold. Absolutely. Anytime you've got a player in, in your competition who can just guarantee around a double-double, and she pretty much is a double-double every oh. night, you know, you go, oh, wow, okay, only eight rebounds. Yep. But we rebounded so well as a team there. And she was involved, you know, you, you saw a number of times, Michelle, where there'd be a contest under the basket, a rebounding contest that Sharpie was in, and she might not have pulled down the rebound in the end and mm. gained possession, but she's affected that outcome. Yep. She's tapped it to one of our players or she's, you know, been able to impair the the south side player and, and put us in an advantageous situation. Yeah, and just contesting the rebounds slows down their offensive transition as yep. well. So, yep. um, yeah, look, I think... Uh, as I said, you know, Sharpie was great for us. I mean, they were all really good. Everyone that, that played yep. gave valuable minutes. And, um, I mean, we were out by, I think we are out about, we sort of had it at that 10-point margin pretty much from go to woe in that last quarter. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they made a couple of small runs, got it back to seven, I think, with a minute and a quarter to go or a minute and a half to go. But, um you know, we basically we looked in control. We we didn't look um, like we were going to give up the ga- give the game up. You know, we we controlled the momentum. We were much better um, in against their extended pressure. Yeah. Um, 
because we do look a little it's shaky been at times. Shaky this season. Um, but that's part of the, our, our being a young group and, and, and us getting better, us mature, you know, mm. I talked about us maturing. We're, we're seeing it happen game to game. Exactly right. So, yeah, great win by the Caps. Jen Potter had, uh, you know, talking a bit more about her amazing game. She had two very nice blocks mm. in that game. One on, on Lalani Mitchell, oh, yeah. which, you know, a block's a block, but Mitchell's. Lalani's not the tallest player in the world. Yep. But, again... Gonna get on my ref high horse. The block on Lauren Jackson that she was called for a foul. It was clean as it was beautiful. Yeah. Another goat call. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was interesting listening to the commentary. Um, Larissa Cav- Cav- yeah. uh, not Kavanaugh, Larissa Anderson. Anderson. Now, yes. <laughs> um, who former Dandenong coach, former Dandenong player, etc. She was legend. she was very yeah. diplomatic in very. the way that she uh, she talked about a couple of the calls during the game. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, no. But, yeah, that was that stage. So, Michelle, it was uh, – they called it a, a blocking foul and um, Jacko went to the line, knocked down both of her free throws. Mm. Then she subbed out. That was 7.45. Yeah. The score was 60 to 50 in our favour and we didn't see Jackson for the rest of the game. Yeah, I know. Um, it was really weird. Yeah, but hey, we got the job done mm-hmm. um, for whatever reason. Jackson didn't play. Who's to say anyway? We were still up, you know, like we oh, were yeah, still yeah. up by 10 points and she may have had an impact. No, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that we, we yeah. won because Jacko was on the floor, was not on the floor for yeah. seven and a half minutes. But yeah, it was just, it was a thing during the whole game. I, I just was going, why is she not playing? Yeah, no. And how good are the Caps playing? <laughs> oh, yeah, great. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so we've got three wins in our last four outings, two at home, one on the road, and yep. one really good performance against the second-place um, team in Perth, um, at Perth. Uh, so our form is great. Um, momentum, baby. Momentum going into the back end of the season is looking really good. So Yeah, those top, top statistical figures for last night. Sharpie had 17 and eight boards. Jade had 17. Five assists, 11 rebounds, three steals. Munga had 15 points, two assists, seven rebounds. And then Jim Potter, 14 points, three rebounds, five steals, mm-hmm. 300 deflections <laughs> and two really nice blocks. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. Yeah, for, for Southside, LJ had 16 and four rebounds. Rochi had 14 and seven rebounds and Cole had 12 and six Mm. But Mercedes yeah, Mercedes Russell big, didn't really factor in. She started first quarter. Yeah, she got a got a bit of a tear on. But yeah, we we held it to eight points. Both games. That's the third game against them that we've played this season, and in the two previous games, um, Russell was like twenty plus mm. in both games. Yeah. Just tore us up. Yep. So anyway, great win for the girls, and uh, things are looking good going into our next game. And that brings us today to round the rest of round 10, Michelle, and three games. A, a veritable feast for WNBL fans. <laughs> That's right. An important game time. So we've got Sydney playing up against Melbourne. Uh, we've got Townsville up against Bendigo and Perth up against Adelaide. So what you have there is three of the top four teams still to play a game this round. Mm. And if Sydney win... It looks like they will move to fourth position over Southside, and Southside will drop to the out to five. Um, and so these games are becoming really, really important in terms of, you know, shaping that 
that four and people holding on to positions in the four. So well, we're in round ten and there's only fifteen rounds, so yeah, we're so well past the halfway. Yeah, mark. exactly right. And and the ben, Bendigo and the Caps are a couple of games behind some of the other teams in terms of yeah. in terms of total games played. So. Yep. Um, as I said before, I think Bendigo will make a bit of a run at it towards mm-hmm. the end of the season. I think, unfortunately for the Caps, um, I think we'll we'll win some, still continue to win some games, but I think we're probably a little bit far off the mark to be able to really like to push into the top. But we would we have to win a lot of games to make to finals. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. and people would have to lose a lot of games mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. So it's really getting. But we're seeing some weird stuff. We are, and it's getting really interesting. Um, yeah, really interesting watching the results. Yeah, that Sydney-Melbourne game is probably the the closest. Yeah. Where you think that could easily go either way. Absolutely. Um, you would think, although, you know, Perth, Perth are in a position like they had Atwell's amazing game against us, but then they looked – they they struggled to play out four quarters in both those Townsville games, I think, and I think they're adjusting to. Harry McDonald is such a massive part of their of their team and their yeah. their systems, um, so there, there's obviously going to be an adjustment there that needs to be made, and um, you know she's not easily replaceable. Mm, exactly right. So Perth are vulnerable, but you would think at home or is it in Adelaide that game? Uh, I think it's in Adelaide. No, no, it's in Perth. It is in Perth. It is in Perth. So Perth at home, you'd think they'd have the advantage, but Adelaide, man, there's talent in that team. We we talked about it a lot. They're very similar to the Capitals in that they're very young, young, but there's super talent. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, some really interesting um, games to finish out round 10 and and then obviously we go into round 11 and... Woof. Mm-hmm. League news, a couple of other things happening around the league. Yeah, some special ex-cap news. That's right. Kate Gaze had a baby girl. She did. Yeah, during the week. I think it was the... Anne? Annie? Annie, yeah. yeah. On, on the 3rd of... I think it was the 3rd of January. 3rd or the 2nd, yeah. Yeah, so um, shout out to Kate. Congratulations on uh, becoming a mum. Nice one, Gazy. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> so that was nice to hear. Um, not a lot of... Oh, Kayla George. She Kayla George became the 4th... Leading scorer in WNBL history. Yeah, that's right. So, um, shout out to to Kayla. She's obviously, you know, last year's MVP yeah. of the league, yep. um, and uh, obviously a great Opal, um, and you know all that sort of stuff. So, um, that's good. I wanted to ask you, Simon, MVP for the league. <laughs> Talking about that, easy. Yeah, I know who you're going to say. <laughs> Do you think though? I mean, this is this is kind of um, it's interesting. In terms of if you look at the player that probably I think has the most impact on a team would be it's Jade. Jade. Yeah. It would be Jade Melbourne. Yep. But it, it's it's the timeless debate about mm. what does the MVP mean? Is it the best player in the competition? Is it what the name suggests, the most valuable player for that individual team, for a team. Yeah, look, I think it's look, always I a think it would be grey area, and depending yeah. on <laughs> whether the decision falls your way or not, or what you think or not, that'll always be argued. But you'd be she hard has to be pressed. in contention. She has to be yeah. in contention. I think she probably, you know, given our overall results for the season, she might not. It won't be enough. 
Yeah, it, again, that goes back to that debate, though. Yeah. But yeah. As, as, as far as one player influencing the outcome for a team and being being the most valuable player, uh, it's it's just a no no contest as Definitely far as I'm most concerned. Most valuable player for the team, yep. most valuable player in the league. Different, but she's uh, but she's arguably there for both of those. Yeah. Not arguably, she's definitely there for yeah. both of those. I mean, she's, you know, let's uh, let's segue to the to the yeah. stats for the season. And Jade's now leading the league in scoring at nineteen points a game. Uh, Sharpie's eighth with fifteen point four uh, rebounding. Sharpie third with eleven uh, assists. Jade is second with seven point seven assists per game. Jade is seventh in steals with 1.6 steals per game. Uh, Alex Fowler is fifth in the blocks with one block. Three-pointers made. Jade Melvin is fourth with 2.3 per game. Field goal percentage, Sharpie is seventh with 44.8. Now, I've been confused, Michelle. Uh, I've been talking about Alex Fowler leading these statistics for a couple of weeks, but it appears that the reason she is not in the stats leaders, is there is some sort of threshold for the amount of shots you have to have taken? Yeah. So she's um, shooting the three at forty six point seven percent for the season, but you go to the stats leaders and it's Emma Clark at forty four. Yeah, and it'll be with another. So I'm assuming back. that's what it is. Yes, yeah, it she hasn't be. qualified to be. I don't know. It's a weird. And there's no sort of explanation on the website about yeah, no. about how that works or anything. But uh, sh- certainly shooting percentage, Fowler is top five in the league, uh, even yeah. if she's not showing up on the on those statistical anomalies. So, you know, Jade is in top ten of so many of statistical yeah. features as well. Yeah. Um, it's and the, the the thing is as well whether she ends up taking out an MVP. Honor or not, she's just absolutely solidifying herself for a spot in that Opals team to go to, to go to France. Yeah, absolutely. I can't imagine a scenario where they are not taking her outside of an injury scenario. There's just no way. Don't say it. There's just no way you would not have her in that team. So she's killing it. We'll wait and see. I don't know when they're making that announcement. It has to be soon. Cause it's got to be soon for the Brazil. Tour because tour, yeah. we've got three, three rounds weeks. coming up, Michelle. So 11, 12, and 13, which takes us through to the end of January. Yep. And then there's that FIBA break. FIBA break where, yeah. where the Opals will go to Brazil to qualify. Mm-hmm. So, uh, given that today is the seventh, yeah, they'll have you to. You know, make. it's three weeks. They'll away, they've got to make an announcement soon. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, so you're right, we are going into round 11. Who've yep. we got, Simon? When? So round 11, we have got the next home game mm. here at the NCCC. It's on Thursday night, January the 11th, 7pm, as we host Perth. So mm. that's going to be a fascinating matchup. This time we're on our home turf. Uh, let's hope Jado doesn't get into foul trouble. 
that'll make a big difference. <laughs> um, but let's hope that's no a game power we can. Outages. Uh, yeah, let's hope <laughs> that the NCCC is functioning. Uh, but that's a, that's definitely a, a game we could we could grab. And then on Sunday we travel to Bendigo for the first time this season. We've actually yeah, played we Bendigo. Yeah, we played Bendigo yet. So we're going to play them three times in the last four rounds. Yeah, which is kind of a, a weird anomaly of the of the draw. Mm. But uh, and they're going to be amazing games. They're going to be two. Love crackers. Yeah, well well paired teams. Bendigo, I've got Ruth Davis, so they've got a legitimate big. But we've got Bunce back now, uh, so yeah, they're going to be look, fascinating I think games. Fowler. As well, oh, yeah. will bounce back from that sort oh, of totally. foul trouble, and you know she'll. I was um, uh, texting uh, one of the caps last night, and they said that Perth better beware because Fowler is chomping <laughs> at the bit after last night's game. Yeah. <laughs> she is just aching to get back get in back there and get back to work. So <laughs> I, I, I think we're going to see a very good Alex Fowler on Thursday night. Uh, so that that finishes up round eleven. So two games there. Round 12, uh, Friday, January the 19th. We're up at Sydney at the Key Centre now. Mm. We're going to try to get to that game, Michelle. We are going to try and get up to that game. So that's round 12. Uh, Round 13, we have three games. So Thursday, January 25, we're again down in Bendigo, 6pm. Sunday, January 28th, 3.30 over in Adelaide. Mm -hmm. So our third game against Adelaide, that series is split. At the moment, so that's one that we would want to win. And then Tuesday, January 30, 7 p.m. at the NCCC, we host Townsville again. Yep. And that was that draw change because of the FIBA yes. um, window. So they blocked out the week of the competition, but they hadn't allowed the travel time. So yeah. games were brought forward, mm-hmm. and that's why we're playing a Tuesday night. Yep, yep. So busy three weeks coming up mm. for the Caps with six games. In three weeks, so that's, that's that's a heavy load. Yeah, particularly the um, that round three, you've basically got three games in five days, so that's going to be a big and then finishing out with the game against Townsville at home. Going to be some tired girls at the end of that game. There will be. <laughs> well, that'll do us for this podcast. We of course haven't got any interviews because people are away. <laughs> celebrating Christmas with their families, so we didn't want to annoy anyone and say, hey, come and talk to us. But we will get someone online for our next episode. You can be sure of that. Remember, you can follow us on Instagram at UCCAPS Weekly or on Facebook at UCCAPS Weekly. This is Simon signing off for Michelle. We will see you next week.